And it's 10.41 p.m. in London, United Kingdom, and that means that we have the absolute pleasure and honor of talking to James McGregor from The Clockworks. James, how are you, mate? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm excellent. Super happy to be able to talk to you, to be honest. Such an honor. Uh, where are you at this very moment? How's life? How's everything? Yeah, I'm good. We're in uh, London. I'm, I live in London with the band. Cool. Um, pretty, pretty strange times, but I guess we're all kind of get, getting more used to it now. Exactly. After the last few months. Yeah. What are you doing mm. exactly at this moment? What were you doing before this phone call? What's that, what what, what were you? What are you doing at this very moment uh, before this interview? What were you doing? What are we doing? Well, we're just here basically writing mostly. Um, we moved last year. Okay. Um, we moved in February last year. We moved over to London um, from the west of Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Um, because where we were was a sort of small city. Um, we played there for a few years and sort of decided that we were ready to go to the, the big city, so to speak. And... Um, Yeah, so we moved over here to London last year. We started playing as many gigs as we could, writing as much as we can, meeting people, just trying to, you know, make it, I guess. And then, um, obviously, with lockdown and everything, yeah, we we took some time. Three of us went back to Ireland for a little bit just to see family and stuff. We took that time. And then we all came back here, and we're, we've been here since just writing as much as we can, trying to make the most of trying to make most of the situation, which I think, if you ask any musician, they all think everyone seems to be just trying to do the same thing, just write exactly. as much music as possible totally. while, while you're not on the road. You know? Exactly. Congratulations on your music. It's freaking amazing. We're uh, b very uh, you know, big fans Thank of your you, project. Uh, we've uh, played uh, all of the singles that you have released so far. And, uh, you know, one of our favorites is, is Stranded in, in, in Stansted. It's a great, great piece of rock and roll. Uh, tell us about that specific song. Uh, what was, uh, what was, what's behind it? Stranded in Stansted yep. was, um, actually, yeah, that's a true story of when we, we came out, we flew over to London um, before we moved. So maybe end of 2018. And we were meant to be flying back um, on a Monday, I think, and our flight was cancelled. And we nearly missed the flight, and then the flight actually ended up being cancelled, and we all had work the next day, and we had to call in and tell them that we couldn't be in work the next day because the next flight wasn't until... Yeah, you know, it was just a mess. It was just a horrible mess. And through the mess, I thought this could be... Uh, I, I sort of thought about the the amount of stress and sort of how of all these different things that were on our minds, going to the airport and beforehand and all these things that we'd planned, we planned our whole week ahead. You know, everyone had sort of, I'll be in work tomorrow, I'm going to do this tomorrow evening, I'll blah, blah, blah. And suddenly everything goes out the window, you know, exactly. in, in because your flight's cancelled. And I just thought, anything that can make you have that sort of sudden reaction and that sort of like violent reaction is worth writing a song about. And so we did. Exactly. And it's a, it's a great piece of rock and roll, like I no. said. We really, really, really enjoy it. Uh, 
besides that song, you have, re- you have released uh, three more singles. Uh, the future is not what it was. Can I speak to the manager and Bills and Pills? And every single one of them are great, great songs. So this takes me to the next question, the mandatory question. Is there a new album, a full LP coming from you guys? Because we need one of those for, from you guys. Is there an LP? Um, not yet. We're not. We haven't got an LP on the way, so huh. to speak. Um, we've thought about it. We've talked about it. We are talking about it, but huh. we're sort of biding our time a little bit, waiting till the moment's right. I think. Um, I guess from what we can, especially with with you know the situation that's happening now and stuff, it's it's much harder to. Yeah. Obviously, it's impossible to tour songs. You know, so once you release, it's impossible to tour on that release. So, like, we're sort of waiting until maybe all of that kind of thing is over and stuff, and uh, things are maybe more back to normal. And in the meantime, trying to release as, as many great singles as we can, okay, and okay. to build up to build up a following, so that when we do release and a, a full length, you know, it'll, there'll be people to, to listen to it. Of course, so more single, plan. more singles on the way. Mm. That's great news. New music for, uh, coming from the clock. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely more singles on the way, man. Totally. How was... Uh, uh, I know that you guys are signed to a very important music label, Creation 23, that is owned by, by the legendary yeah. Alan McGee. That is just freaking impressive. Uh, how how did that happen for you guys? So we... So, like I said, we moved here in February last year. Okay. And we landed in London... Um, I think it was end of February, and we're here, so we're like, right, we need to make, we need to meet people, we need to try and, you know, get our music to everyone, to of all the, the labels and everything, and totally. so we saw Alan McGee, um, I saw an uh, uh, article in the NME, NME Music Magazine, yeah, yeah. and McGee had said, if you want to, if any band wants, I, I'm still signing bands, and if bands want to get in touch, just send me a message on Instagram. Yeah, totally. We said, okay, why not? So Sean, the guitarist, sent him a message saying something along the lines of, "Hi McGee, uh, we're the Clockworks. We're like a punk version of the Streets." There just go. off the top of his head. Yeah. So you know, because we just used to send anything we could to try and sort of like get a little <clears throat> someone's attention, yeah, and totally. McGee got straight back. And this was about a weekend. We were we'd been living in London for about a week at this stage, and McGee got straight back. Um, wanted to come see us play. Because he saw, yeah, he came down to see us play at a rehearsal room where we rehearse, and that was it. Two weeks in, that's it. Um, it was very surreal, very surreal moment because we'd sort of like planned London and it had been such a sort of, um, you know, like a romantic notion in a way to come here, and then suddenly, you know, things were actually happening. Exactly. You know, to, to fit to fit the notion that we had, it was great, man. Exactly, and you know, obviously, Alan McGee discovered Oasis, uh, Jesus and Mary Chain, Primal Scream, The Libertines, My Bloody Valentine. How do you feel that uh, the name of your band is right next to those names? Yeah, it's, yeah, like, me and Sean had both read his book before we met him. You know, so we, like, we knew exactly who he was. Of course. We, we were big fans of his work. Um, really big fans of what he'd done and big fans of most of those bands. Most of the bands he signed are bands that we love. Totally. 
So it was just very surreal, very... Surreal is the word. Surreal is the best way I can describe it, because like I said, we were here two weeks, and then we have this guy that we've read about who signed all these bands that we love. Signing, you know, it's, it was this sort of crazy pinch-yourself kind of moment that of didn't make any sense, but felt great, you know? Totally. Yeah, it was, it's great. It's great to be... It's great to be uh, to have our name on on the list of bands that he's worked with now. Definitely. How are things looking uh, right now in London regarding uh, venues, gigs, uh, concerts, and all that? Do you guys have anything in mind? Are you guys working on something, uh, you know, to come back and play again? Well, I know it's a tough question. Yeah, so, it's a painful I mean, question. we're playing. We we've, we've got one or two gigs huh. lined up. Um sort of socially distanced outdoor events. Um, and we're going to see how they, they go. Hopefully, there will be more of that stuff. Um, but like we were talking to our agent and, you know, they were saying it could be it could be the end of next year. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think they're planning maybe slightly, but I think, yeah, they're hoping next summer, I think. Next summer. But it's so hard to tell, isn't it? It's so hard it is, to tell. It is, like, it's, you know, it's crazy. Like we've got we've got gigs planned for May, and in some ways, we're hopeful that we'll play them. In other ways, it sounds crazy that we'll be playing them, and we have no idea it could be either. You know, uh, just sort of it's definitely not worth worrying about. Of course, you can because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. just never know. Like we just, yeah. I mean, yeah, because we we just went through this already, and we know how times change just out of the blue. By next day, it's a whole different scenario. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you. How's the the creative uh, process for the Clockworks? How do you guys uh, write songs? Uh, do you guys uh, you know work separately? Do you guys are forced uh, to, you know to be in one, in the same room to write a tune? How, how does it work for you guys? Usually, what happens? Usually, uh, it does change, but what the general. <clears throat> way it happens is I write, I spend a lot of time in pubs and cafes writing lyrics. Oh, awesome. I spend a lot, probably too much time doing that. But, uh, and then I try and come up with a sort of, you know, rhythm, maybe basic melody for, for those lyrics or around those lyrics and, uh, and bring it to the boys. We go into the rehearsal room and we sort of just you know, flash it off from there. Um, usually that's the way, so it's like I write some lyrics, have a basic idea of a sort of yeah. the theme, the sort of way it might go, bring it to the lads, and then we all sort of throw it all in. You know, and it could turn out completely different. It could be a completely different monster altogether, but that's sort of generally how it goes. Now, sometimes, you know, um, you know, someone could be just jamming something and then we all jump in and suddenly we have a song, you know. Totally. Um, Bills and Pills. Bills and Pills was one rehearsal session. Okay. First thing everyone played. Okay. Uh, musically. So like I had the words and I came into the room and um, I was like, I've got these words and I think it's going to be sort of this speed and this sort of melody on the on the vocals, this sort of rhythm and melody. And first thing everyone played is pretty much exactly what we recorded. Totally. Do and you, then do you usually start other songs, other songs take a year, you know. So. For sure. 
Do you usually start with the lyrics first yeah. and then you go into into the into the rest of the music? Do you start writing a song first with li with the lyrics? Yeah, usually that is usually okay. how, or or at least I what I try and do is have so so many lyrics written that if we come up with music, I have lyrics for that music okay. already. Excellent. You know, for sure. Um, or else, yeah, or else. Like you said, lyrics first, and then because sometimes you know with the words, I like to they're very rhythmical. The lyrics usually are very kind of rhythmical, so they kind of tell you what the rhythm of the song is going to be. Cool. Because you know a lot of the lyrics are very fast and sort of like you know um, they've got a very definite rhythm. So I think once you have them, you can sort of feel what the drums are going to be like, and the bass can come from that. The guitar just sort of feels it out from there, you know? Totally, definitely. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, when can we expect a new single from you guys? When's, when's the next single? Yeah. Um, yeah, there'll be another single coming soon, but before the end of the year. Okay, excellent. That's great news, man. Yeah, yeah. There'll be another single, man. Awesome. Keep your ears out. That's great news for all of us, your followers, man. That's great, great, great news. Uh, James, thank you so much for taking the call. Thank you so much for uh, for giving, you know, for talking uh, to San Francisco. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully when, great talking, when this is all over, uh, you guys need to come to San Francisco because you guys heard that freaking good. We can't wait, man. We can't wait. Awesome. Thanks, James. Uh, have a great night uh, back in London. Take care. Take, Take care, okay? Cheers. Bye. Take care. Excellent. That was James McGregor, the singer, lead singer of this great Irish, uh, now uh, based in London, The Clockworks. Great, great stuff. Honestly, they have a great, great future ahead of them. I can tell you that not only because of the songs that they have released so far, but also because they have Alan McGee behind them. So now let's celebrate this interview and let's play something by The Clockworks. Let's do this beauty this is the future is not what it used to be in Francisco. Life 
The future is not what it was with the Clockworks uh, new single of a recent single that was released through Creation 23.